This is Working the Beat. It is Thursday, June 17th, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us along with Mike Kern. Give me what you can tonight. We were going to take the week off. <laughs> um, you know, Mike, Mike had some plans. I had some plans. Um, but then last night happened. And arguably one of the biggest meltdowns in Philadelphia sports history. I mean, no there's Euro Cups going on. Uh, I well, yeah, I figured that. Uh, you know, we could have done a special show on that. You know, they've had five penalty kicks so far in this Euro Cup. Four have been blocked. I'll bet you didn't know that. I did not. Okay, well, I'm, that's what I'm here to let you know that you are Mr. Euro, aren't you? Uh, it, I. I, I know very little, but I like high-level soccer. No, I do, too. I don't mind yeah. it. I'm trying to follow it a little bit. I, you know, I know France won the 18 World Cup, so, you know, what can I tell you? You're trying to do the double. All right, so, obviously, though, the story that will be the totality of this podcast is what happened in Game 5. A 26-point lead in the second half. I know Mike's probably not polished up on his win percentage ratios, but the win percentage was 99.7, according to ESPN last night, midway through the third. Well, in the last 25 years, the Sixers had not lost a game that they led by that or that much. They were 164-0. and zero, Yeah. I think something like Amy Fadul put that out. Well, I think it was one. It was Casey. It was Casey Feeney's stat, actually. Um, right, right. Yeah, right. It was Kay- uh, K- um, Casey came up with the stat. 165-0, and 0, and they've had a 25-point lead. you see the other more. stat? Which was in, and I'm going to I'm going to mess the numbers. I'm, I'm going to get them close. In the last, and I don't know what the years are here, right? The last whatever many years of the eight or seven biggest playoff losses with leads, Doc Rivers teams have been involved in four or five of them. That makes just sense. Saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't. I think the other stat was he's. His eight last eight playoff losses as a series series losses have all come when his team has had a lead in a series. So, yeah, say what you will. Well, we we knew that he had lost three three to one uh, series, which I don't think any other coach has ever done. Right. I mean, but he, but he won a title. You know. So, you know, I what do I know? It, I, I guess the que- the first question is, can they bounce back from this? Sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they, that's the, the thing about this whole thing is if they don't lose this series, and I don't even know if they're like embedding, they might still they're be still, the favorite. They are still the favorite. I think it's a four okay. point favorite. And I'm not, I, I don't know what to make because everybody, every time Philadelphia says they think, every time the public says they think they know what's going to happen, you know, in this series, they buried the Hawks like three times. Okay. Well, that's Philadelphia. We do that. Okay. Um, but they could still win. You know, wouldn't do I think the Sixers can go down there and win a game six? Yes, but they got to win two games. You know, I, I, I you know, what the, the mental thing from the other night is going to be. I, I do know this in the fourth quarter of the last two games, Joel Embiid has sucked. Now, I'm not blaming Joel Embiid for what happened, he's playing with a partially torn meniscus. He had 37 points the other night. How many of them came in the fourth quarter? Now he didn't get a lot of help. Yeah, he had twenty in the sec uh, from the final three quarters on. So he, I think he had 
two points or no points in the fourth quarter, I think, including the two missed free throws. Now, he was probably gassed. He was. That was pretty clear. I get all that. I'm not blaming Joel Embiid for what happened. All I'm saying is the last two – it isn't like this happened once, Kevin. It happened in game four. Well, that was going to be my next point. You see, this is why I do think – And it happened in game two, but then they rallied to then win because the the, the bench had that great five- or six-minute stretch at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. But the Hawks had come back in that game to take a lead. And then they and then the Sixers stretch the lead back out to like fifteen, sixteen. Yes, yeah, they they yeah they. Thanks, mean, last thanks. night went exactly how everybody in Philadelphia thought it was going to go for most of the first three quarters. And, and you know the, the the funny part. There is no funny part. Well, no, the funny part was Doc was right on one thing, and, and I gotta admit I was watching the game here, and my stepson was upstairs, and. They started turning the ball over in the second in the third quarter. Yeah, they did. And they and they turned it over a lot. It was almost eerie of what happened in game one in the first half, where they would just they would it was blind passes. It was stupid stuff. It was just and you kind of went, okay, but Atlanta's not cutting into the lead. Because it, the lead stayed a long time there in that a, Yeah, it did. 20, right. 22 to like 14 range. I think 14 was the lowest they got it down to until obviously the fourth quarter. Um, and I kept thinking, well, you know, and I was actually one, I put this out on social media. I felt this was the type of game where you had to go and try to bury them. I mean, after what happened in game four, well, they did, they were up 26. Well, yeah, but I even said like, no, like there were, there was, there had to be a message of no mercy, like not call off the dogs. Like, you had but to he see, didn't. They just start but, playing but like they, shit. Yeah, and well, that, there's a different. No, Kevin, no. It's, but, but they did. They were up 26. The game is over. They did. They went out. They put their foot on the throat. The game's over. All they had to do was play a decent fourth quarter. You know, a, a million things had to happen for them to lose that game, and all million things did. And they lost. You know, Tobias had a bad game. Ben had a Ben game. Tobias has had about seven bad quarters in a row. But, but okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna if we're gonna be breaking this down, ever since he got stuffed by John Collins, and I want to say that it was late in the second quarter of Game Four, maybe it was in the third. Tobias has been a non-factor, a complete non-factor. I don't know if that play made him a non-factor. I'm not. I'm not astute enough to sit here and say that one play is in his mind. I think he's better. But he hasn't played. But Ben, again. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a whole different subject on him, Mike. I mean, well, no. But when he goes out and has the 15 assists, 15 rebound game, and then everybody sits there and say, and, and and rightfully so, you say, here's the problem with Ben. He's never going to change. He has no offensive game in the half court. Okay, he's obviously he's supposedly a great defender. He does things that other point guards can't do at 6-9 but he's not a point guard he's reg- that's the problem but he's they, the he's reg- do if, not have a point guard if, like a Drew Holloway Holiday like a a um a Paul Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry name them there, there's there, they, and maybe they should have got Kyle Lowry at the break or maybe they tried and couldn't but I'm just saying is Ben is Ben there you 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 can sit there all you like last night 
He said, well, the lanes weren't there. What do you mean the lanes weren't there? He, I was watching him certain times. He is almost not a part of the offense. He comes across half court. He gives the ball up to somebody, mm-hmm. and then he goes off somewhere. Uh, and he took four shots, four shots, and then and then Doc will defend them. And I don't mean I, I want him gone or I want. To, I'm just trying to say this is what he is. If you're trying to win with this, then know that this is what it is. He in in all season long, in his fourth year, he's taken. Five shots outside of three feet, five feet. And even his moves getting to the basket aren't that good, Kevin. They're not. If you see him with the ball, his best move is dunk. He dunks very well, okay? And he does things at 6'9 that 6'5 point guards can't do. I get all that. But, my God, you cannot have a game like last night. No, and and you know what? Let's Let's – Let's dive right into the Simmons talk because this is the this is the elephant in the room. It is. I mean, you know, it, it, it's the subject that's going to dominate. Look, whether they win this series or not, it's going to dominate the conversation. Uh, uh, you know, all off season with what? Not if they get to the finals, it won't. Um, it won't. Uh, but what do you do? You're, with, you're assuming they're going to lose the next round. I'm just trying to. T- they could lose tomorrow night. Season could be done, and then you're going to be talking about Ben Simmons. But if they win the next two games and then win and get to the finals, well, people are going to say they got to the finals. And what's your answer going to be? Ben well, stunk? Yeah, it, I'll it, be honest, it, Mike. Finals, I, I think I think, the, I think something. the ground I think the ground has changed here on this. I really do. I, I think you gotta let it you, you, no. Let them see how the season ends, Kevin. Okay? If they get to the finals. Then you're going to have enough. You know they're not getting to say, the finals hey, though, right gotta, now. Maybe we have to go out and get another piece. Maybe we have to go get a point guard. But what, what are we going to do? We're going to trade him for what? Three first round draft picks, two first round draft picks. What good does that do you? It does you no good. Oh, it would dump salary cap room. You uh, okay? But you got to have a plan. The oh, plan I, can't be. Well, this is why you brought Dal Morey in. If, if you decide, this is why you brought Daryl Morey in to that's look fine. outside the box to to look that's fine and that and that that's Daryl Morey's. But you can't just say you got to have a plan and then you got to have some a partner to deal with you in that plan. So if there's a guy that you think you can get because you don't know how this Joel Embiid window is going to go, um, you know, do you go out and get Kyle Lowry at 36? Do you go? Well, out he's and he's get, a free I mean, agent. A, yeah. A, Right, but I'm just saying, a lot of these point guards are older now too. They're 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 in their thir- mid thirties. Damian Lillard is Damian Lillard is going to be the name that would get linked automatically if Lillard is wants. Damian Lillard a point guard or a shooting guard? Please tell me this. I think when you, he's a shooting guard, I think he's a shooting guard too. But what I see, I think that you would see is they would look for somebody who they can put at the point guard spot, who's more of a traditional Eric Snow type point guard. Lillard at the two. Move some people around and have a more traditional set offense with your outside threat in Lillard and your inside you threat with, with Embiid. What are you doing with Ben? Well, if you're getting Damian Lillard, you're probably trading Ben as part of a package. Okay. I love your logic, Kevin. I love it. We'll get Lillard. We'll trade Ben. It's not now, a straight one-for-one, one, Mike, though. It would be you would have to throw in some significant portions of things. <laughs> Kevin, you're making it sound 
much too simple. Damian Lillard's going to be one of the most um, coveted guys, and I don't even know his status. Like, is he a free agent this year? No, but yeah. uh, the, okay. the, the word so is, the word right. is, Mike, the word is he wants out of Portland. He sees That's a rebuild fine. coming in Portland. He is going to pull a James Harden. He's going to try to dictate where he goes. And okay. the rumor is that he has Philadelphia on his list. That's fine. LeBron had Philadelphia on his list three years ago. I heard that 150,000 times. Now that was different. I'll though. believe it when I hear it's, it's, it's just, we're going to get rid of Ben. We're going to bring Damien in. Then we're going to do it. Okay, fine. And maybe more, can do all that. I, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying is we make it sound like it's just, you click your fingers. We're getting the best available guy out there. Who was a perimeter guy in the NBA, getting rid of a guy we don't want supposedly. And I don't know if they think that, um, but Philadelphia, you know, okay. It's not that simple. Well, they did it's try to trade him before, but go ahead. It's just not that simple. I'm just saying is it's it's not that simple. Uh, ben, I don't think is easy to get rid of unless you give him away. And why would you give a guy away who you took with the number one draft pick at some point in time? Because it's not working. He's the second best defensive player, according to the voters, in the NBA. Because it's not working. It's not That's working. That's but you have you can't just trade him for a bag of bolts to say we did. We we we're going to get rid of him. You you got to get some kind of value in return. I I, I just don't. I, if if it was as simple as trading Ben for Damian, or Ben for the guy in Washington, I say okay, but, fine. But Mike, it's, it. Mike, it's not going to be a one for one trade. It's going to be a. It's going to be Ben Simmons and your first-round pick and maybe Matisse Thibel or maybe uh, uh, Maxi, or or whatever. There's going to be multiple parts in this because you're right. His trade value is bottom right now. It is absolutely bottom. It's just not what you would think of. A guy shooting 32% at the foul line, It's if it's not bottom, I don't want to see what bottom is. He, okay, Kevin. He was just – he's still – an all-star caliber player. He's not, you know, his offensive game stinks, but he does other things. This is what we've been hearing for 15 years. Now, we all want him gone because he scored four points, took four shots, can't hit free throws. I get it, but I'm just saying, other teams around the league see this. You know, Damian Lillard is a prized commodity. Now, maybe Portland would give you Damian Lillard for those three guys that you just mentioned. Or I don't know. I'm just saying, but Damian Lillard can, might want to say, hey, I'd like to go play with LeBron. You know, I think they got a better shot. Yeah, their their cap situation is a little more dicey, but uh, I I know what you're saying. It's it's we, we we assume way too much when we when we want to trade people and get you know what what whatever we think that's wonderful. Just like when we we're going to trade them to Houston, and right? we're going to give them Houston and Maxi. We're going to give them Maxi. And made something else, and then they say, well, no, nah, I don't. Because they didn't want to. Part of it was, yes, they wanted all the draft picks. Part of it was they probably didn't want to deal with more. But part of it was you can't build a team around Ben. Portland would then have to build a team around Ben. Yeah, but if you're. You no, can't no, build a team around Ben. No, but. And but is not Mike, good enough to build a team around. But Mike. So then you're Portland, you know, you're, you're where? You got Maxi. You got a first round draft pick in Ben. Okay, and but, a new coach. But Mike, I, I I think that if you're looking at it from the Portland Trailblazers standpoint, if you're getting rid of Damian Lillard, you are rebuilding. 
you are in full rebuild. And well, that's that's fine. Maybe they are. Maybe they and, and what you end up having to do when you're in a rebuild is tr- you're going to have to get a little bit of a reclamation project here, well, in addition to your draft picks. And the I hope think if that- I'm in a rebuild, that's even less of a reason for me to want Ben. That's my opinion. I don't. I don't want to rebuild with Ben Simmons. But he's have, not. But he wouldn't be your centerpiece. The idea would be that yeah. you would. But be- why do I want Ben on a team that doesn't have a chance of winning? Ben, Ben is Ben on a team that doesn't have a chance to win, where he's going to score twelve a game or take. Yeah, he could do it, Derek Coleman. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I, he could become moody and disinterested and all you that. Think? Yeah, <laughs> you think? Um, but Mike, I'm telling you, at this point, I think the Sixers' hand has been forced. I let think I don't lose. think Kevin. Let them lose first. Okay, let them lose. Let them get out before they should have gotten out. And then you can have the discussion. Maury will. I'm sure Maury and, and Doc are going to sit in a room with whoever bees if they lose to the Hawks and say, hey, guys, what do we got to do here? You know, we got. I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. Now, whether it happens the way you think it's going to happen, I don't know this right? because other teams obviously have to figure into that equation. But what I could also see the Sixers doing is saying, okay, we got Ben. But we need to get a Lowry, which is probably what they should have did at the trade deadline and probably tried to do. And for whatever reason, they couldn't work it out with Toronto. Because I think that was kind of the plan. Bring Lowry in here. Ben wouldn't have to be the point guard necessarily, at least for the minutes that Lowry would get. But they didn't do that. So you don't have a point guard on this team. Because George Hill has been this oh, he's been disappointment. A disaster. So, yeah, he's been a disappointment. You know. And look. Tobias up until game four was fine. Tobias, you know, I, I look, has Tobias Harris disappeared the last two games? Yeah. And will a lot of criticism come Tobias Harris' way? Absolutely. And is some of it warranted? Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt that some of it is warranted uh, for what is going on in this Atlanta series. Because I don't think there was a matchup there. Jason Collins should not be shutting down Tobias Harris this much. I'm sorry. There's enough blame. Look, if they if they lose Kevin or being down three two, there's blame to go around for just about everybody on that team. I mean, Embiid, you can't blame the guy's playing with a with a. Seth, a you can't blame Seth his, Curry. Yeah, you can't blame Seth Curry. So, I mean, those two are. About- and please, I want I, I want I want to give this Sixers free advice in case they do go out either Friday or Sunday. Don't say the words. It would have been different with Danny Green. It don't. No, nobody's saying that. Nobody. The, the Hawks are playing without one of their every every team. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter is playing with, without somebody. Yeah, freaking the Clippers won without Kawhi last night That's on the fine. road. They still played without him. The Nets have been playing without their guys all year. I mean, it, it, nobody's going to say they, they, Danny Green. If Embiid was hurt, yes, they would say we didn't have Embiid. But the coach is going to get criticized. Uh, Tobias is going to take a hit. Ben is going to take a hit. Uh, I mean, Maxie played one minute last night. Howard played nine minutes and was minus fourteen. And Doc That's and Doc is do. not Doc has not handled this this series well, well at all. But we all say Doc is a top five coach. You know, I was listening to Jody Mack the other day. I love Jody, mm-hmm. and Jody was going through Walt. You know, let's go. And he, you know, Doc's a top five coach. He was listening. You know, who would you put? Fine, maybe he is. But I think so. I think Doc's done a great job this year to get them to the top top seed. But you can separate this year in the series. 
Well, I'm just saying, he, you know, it's not like he hasn't had problems, as you brought up, with certain situations before. And I, again, it comes down to the players. They got to play. Um, you know, the play he drew up for, for Embiid at the end of game four was perfect. I mean, Embiid had a layup. You know, he, I mean, I can't help it if he couldn't get any lift. He still should be able to make a layup. But okay, so they did. Um, the play at the end of the game with Seth, I don't know. They got the shot off and he almost made it. But you know, at times in the series, Doc has looked like, hey, Doc, what are you doing? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm not smart. I'm not smarter than Doc. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know. But when I listen to guys like Jimmy Lynham and Mark Jackson and, and people like that. And I'll, talk, I'll say Tyrone. You know. Ty, Tyrone Johnson on, on 97.5 has been ex, uh, uh, eviscerating Doc for his substitution patterns. And, yeah, I don't know. And last night, <clears throat> last night he puts the subs in. <clears throat> Excuse me. He puts the subs in, and the league goes down to about 11, and he's still got the subs in. And finally, he gets them out. And then the league kind of went back and bumped up to like 15 or 16. Now, granted, I mean, you know, you, you, want, to, you want to monitor how much Embiid is playing. You got to play the subs at some point, I Kevin. Know. I mean, you can't play. You got to. I mean, if the subs aren't good enough, then that's a different question. But you, you can't play Embiid 46 minutes. I, I mean, you just can't. So, you know, and the subs won game two for you. So... I, I don't know. Uh, look, you got a 26-point lead, and it was still like 18, right, at the end of the third quarter, near the end of the third quarter? Yeah. You can't lose that game. I don't care if you're playing Utah. I don't care if you're playing Phoenix. I don't care. You're playing the Hawks. The Hawks are a nice team. I'll give them all the credit in the world. They're not as good as the Sixers. I mean, they're just not. By, by any definition of how... You judge a team, but they're up 3-2. So, you know, either the Sixers are blowing it or the Hawks are taking advantage of the openings. And, you know. Um, I, I, when you've seen a team blow two leads like they have the last two games, I'm sorry, it's it's they're blowing it. I mean, look, and I mentioned this last night, and this leads to the next part of the discussion. Um, You know, it was easy today. It was talk show fodder today to, to name the worst losses, single game losses. Obviously, 64. I got you. 64 is its own animal, okay? Right, but see, people don't remember. And here's the thing about 64. You're absolutely right. That was, at the time it happened, Right. you got to go back to 64. But then they won in 80, which at some point, it took 16 years. Yeah. But, you know, we got to, because I'll throw in uh, Black Friday. Well, 77. 77. Yeah, I mean that was that was horrible. That was a two outs in the ninth, nobody on, up two. Right. About to take a two-one series lead with Carlton going the next night, and all that stuff happened that happened, and fifty, you know, whatever. But then the Phillies won three years later, so you know, you it, it went away. Uh, obviously, the Eagles in two thousand two. Um, you know, the last game at the Vet. I mean. That was horrible. Um, Roy Roy How Roy Halliday or Roy Halliday in game, game yeah the one nothing game against Absolutely. the Cardinals in game five. Yeah. If you want to say the four nothing Cliff Lee game in game two, it wasn't the same. No, the, but the it wasn't an elimination game. game but that it, was the end. Yeah, uh, I'll give you another. I'll give you a cut, two uh, in seventy seven. Sixers are up two zip. I mean, we have Julius. We went out and got Julius. 
Right. We're up two zip against Portland. We win. All right, the games, and then they lost four straight games, uh, which was really with Julius and and McGinnis. Well, that was that was the Daryl Dawkins fighting game too that kind of pissed yeah, Portland yeah, exactly. off and got going. Uh, yeah, right. But and then um, uh, and the, the one other one uh, it did well. The other one that got mentioned. The other one that got mentioned in ninety three. Fifteen fourteen. Fifteen fourteen. Absolutely. Game, game four. They were up fourteen nine. And da- and Daryl, I mean Darren Dalton almost hit a grand slam that would have made it eighteen to nine, mm-hmm. but the ball curved foul, and then the, and then they came back and won the game because it would have been a game seven if they'd won that game, and you would have had Kurt Schilling going on two days rest. Well, yeah, Schilling would have Schilling would have pitched game five series tied at two, and likely you know the the, the Phillies would have gone back to Toronto just needing to win one or two, right. Right, change the whole yeah. landscape of the series. You're right, but well, if, they, I, if they would have won, if I mean, they won, yeah, if they hold they on the fourteen nine, yeah, or, if, or and big, don't lose. Biggest them. misconception of ninety three, and I hate that. I hate, is that Mitch Williams cost them. Mitch Williams didn't cost them anything. First of all, they don't get there if it isn't for Mitch Williams. Okay, and he, and he was all over the place at times, but he did. He was their closer, and the ninth inning should have never been the ninth inning. Larry Anderson will tell people this till the day he dies. The Phillies used three pitchers in the eighth. To get six through six batters because they walked the bases loaded. Anderson was one of the pitchers. Mm-hmm. If they had gotten through that inning, let's say in four batters, then Ricky Henderson wouldn't have been leading off the ninth. Yeah, and Roy uh, uh, Mitch faced three Hall of Famers in the ninth inning. Yeah, and he gave up. Oh the no, home he, run he to faced two. He well, no, he faced Henderson, Henderson, and, and, and yeah, okay, and right, and, and Devon White was in. Right? The, well, no. Uh, now, well, no, no, no. They're all in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he faced um, Alomar. Wasn't Alomar batting second? No. Okay. The, I think that was Devon Way hitting second. Okay. okay. I'll look that up, but no, no, no but I know your point. Like you, you're talking two Hall of Famers, a, a guy who is a, a premier slugger of his time in Joe Carter. If they had gotten through the eighth inning with, let's say, and let's say the eighth batter was coming up to lead off the ninth. Hey, Mitch might have still given up three runs. I don't know this, but people will say, oh, Mitch blew it. Now, Mitch was all they had at that point. You know, keep Roger Mason. Roger Mason had pitched the seventh inning, not the eighth inning. I'll give, I'll give you Fergosi's line. I, asked, I guess Fergosi this, because I was 19 years old, and I remember – and I saw Fergosi a lot, and I told him how much I love the 93 team, which I do. It, it is my favorite Philadelphia, second favorite Philadelphia sports team behind the 87 Flyers. Okay? I got you. My, his comment was, if I left Roger Mason in, Roger Mason gets his blank kicked. And basically, like, you know, I get crucified for that, but, too. But he was in Mason a no-win situation. did not pitch the eighth inning. No, but... Mason no, no, had already gone he, two he, innings. No, no, let, let me. But what I'm saying, Kevin, is right. But people make it sound like Roger Mason had pitched the eighth. No, he, and he did. He left pitched. Roger Mason to pitch the ninth. No, Roger Mason pitched the seventh and went one, two, three, I think. They bought somebody in, or maybe Roger. David Mason, West and then Anderson. And who finished the inning? A- uh, Anderson got a pop up by Pat Borders. So he did finish the inning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they walked like three guys, right, to load the bases. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but 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 I think a lot of people thought Fergosi should have left Roger Mason in the pitch. Well, the and, and, and get I want to get off the ninety three thing only in this sense. Sure. Uh, you look at it; everybody forgets in that series that 
you're right. It wasn't just Mitch. Their starting pitching, with the exception of Schilling in Game 5, was awful in that series. Brutal in that series. Tommy Green was awful in Game 4. Jackson got his ass kicked in Game 3. Mulholland was not great in Game 2 or 6. And Schilling even wasn't great in Game 1. Yeah. But look, the Blue Jays were good. Blue Jays were. Yeah. And this leads me to the other point. And the Phillies were, too. This leads to the other point. Hit. Yeah, they took a lot of walks that year. They 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 looked at a lot of pitches that year. Right. Um, this leads, look. but this leads me to the other point. When we're talking about this time type of discussion, you mentioned the '77 series. Okay, you look at the Dodgers and you see Garvey and Tommy or uh, Don Sutton was on that team. Um, you know, Dusty Baker, Bill Russell, Davey Lopes, a lot of quality guys. A lot of guys who maybe are not Hall of Famers but they're damn good and they defined an era for a long time but in the, the sport. But the Phillies won 101 games. I, I understand. But there wasn't a feeling that it was such an inferior team that beat you. No, okay? no, no. It was the fact that you were up 5-3 with two outs in the ninth. Right. And he had he still had um, Luzinski in left field. Vic Davalio lays down a bunt, beats it out. It was the ball off Schmitty that Boa still swears he threw the guy out. And the replay seemed to back him up. And you would have been up two to one with Carlton going the next night, right. which turned into a rain game because right. I sat through. and Tommy John blanked them. I, I'm yeah. telling you, at the time it happened, Kevin, Black Friday was bad. Okay, and then because Carlton and then if Carlton, and then the next night they made Carlton pitch in the rain because Chubb Feeney, whatever. Right, and, but that Phillies team, a lot of people think of all those teams in that era, even the team that won the title. Mm-hmm. They think that 77 team was the best team. But all right, so we're taking the 77 team, and I will make the argument that the Dodgers at least were a quality opponent. Okay. Sure not, they were. Not, a, sure, not, not just quality, but like, you know, the core of a World Series team, which actually they ended up winning in but 81. We didn't, we didn't think Tampa Bay in 2002 no, was all that good. No. But, uh, well, yeah, but you look at it now, and they have three Hall of Famers on their defense between Sapp and Brooks and Lynch. Nobody thought that Tampa Tampa had a shot in that game. Nobody. And the Eagles scored a minute into the game, and everybody really didn't think they had a shot. Oh, and that to me is still, look, I've been at, I was at, obviously I was at the 1-11 with with Halliday. I was at 2 I covered the, the NFC title game that year. Um, I, I've been in a couple of them. Uh, last night may have been worse than all of them. It only may, if they lose. Only if they, I get it. Only if they lose the series, but the, 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 the jolt of it, sure. the, the jolt it. of it, like, but look, 2011, the, you went home. You went home. 2002, you went home one game short of a Super Bowl. You know, this is still only the second round of the playoffs. You're not supposed to lose. But again, if they win game six and win game seven, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm not saying they're not going to. This will become not a blip in your radar screen, but you won't care anymore. Then they'll be playing the Nets or the Bucks. And if it happens again against the Nets or the Bucks, well, then, you know. Um, but it, 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 now if they lose tomorrow night, hey, have Adam. Go for it. You know, uh, then they become fair, fair fodder. Because I told you three weeks ago, if they didn't get win the first two series, the season didn't matter. And that's still the way I feel. And I, I know Joe Elsman has the injury. I get it, but he's played pretty well. Um, 
You you got to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You are the top seed. You have to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If you don't, then why'd you play the season? You know, I don't care if you were the first seed. What what difference does it make? Doesn't you know? It's like the Bucks last year. They were the top seed and got got rolled in the bubble. Well, and, and I honestly, <clears throat> I think if they lose to Atlanta, whether it's tonight. The strange part is if it gets back here for game seven, I think they'll probably win game seven here because. Well, that's what everybody in Philadelphia will say. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I see Atlanta winning three games in Philly. I just don't. Well, did you see him winning two? No. <laughs> Charles, guaranteed, Charles guaranteed it last night. I saw that. Um, yeah. But, but, but he'll, I, be tell, he'll be telling you how much the Sixers stink now. I love those guys. I, I look, I love Charles. I, I Charles is Charles, right? He's great. Shaq, I, I don't want to see any more Shaq. Please, no more Shaq. I, I, I love Shaq, and when he does the commercials, whatever. Those guys switch every game. Yeah, you know, if Joel plays, ah, oh, Joel's no good anymore, Joel. Okay, then he goes and scores 40. Oh, Joel's great. I, I mean, please, just shut up already. I'm so sick of that. It's, it's like everybody flip-flops from game to game to game. I mean, God, just tell me what you think and stick with it. You know, and but it's, whatever. I mean, I also look at it as if you don't win this series, then you have your answer on on the era of this group. It's not going to happen. It ain't over yet, though, Kevin. It's you, you're, you're talking as if it's over. It, it's not over. No. If well, you lose, you Mike, that was the key word. Kevin, if you lose. Kevin. Oh, God. Kevin, the era is not over until they trade Ben or trade they're not trading Joel until they break up the group. So let them do that first, and then you can tell me the year is over. Okay? Everybody, what was everybody saying before these playoffs started? Oh, this is just a start. Oh, we got a three-year window. We got a four-year window. This is great. We're going okay. Now well, I don't over. know if I heard that. I'm just saying it's not over until it's over. If Joel was 33 or 34 and Ben was 33 or 34, hey, I'm with you. But if they lose to Atlanta, they can go out in the offseason and try to fix what they think is wrong. Whether that means trading Ben, whether that means picking up a point guard, they're probably going to have to replace Danny Green and Howard, I'm guessing. Um, You know, but let's see what they do. You know, maybe next year Maxie's a really good player. I don't know this. I have no idea. So let's, let, you, Kevin. You always want to like take care of things before. But Mike, let, let it let it end. Let it end. Let the Hawks beat them. Then see what the Sixers do in response to that, and then we can we can sit here and 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 say, okay, you know, they did this, they did this, and then if you want to tell me that this year is over, fine. But the year is over. If you're you know? link, but if you're linking this era to Simmons and Embiid. Okay, and you lose to the Hawks, and you've hit this wall three out of the four years you've made the playoffs. Okay, and look, you have a you had last night you had Ben Simmons saying that it's a mental issue with him at the foul line. Okay, no shit. Like who didn't know that? It's a mental issue that he won't shoot a shoot a five foot jump shot. Okay, okay. So, so if if this is a mental issue, okay. How do you bring him back? Fine, but let no. them trade him first, Kevin, and then you can but this is, tell me the era has ended. 
because you don't know if they're going to trade him because all other 30 NBA teams are sitting there listening to the same quote you just said. So if I'm Dallas, I'm going to say, hey, let me go get Ben Simmons because he's a mental midget. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It, 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 that's not how the world works, Kevin. People know what you're – you know, it's like when people say, well, the Phillies are Hoskins get- for Tatis. Well, maybe not. Like maybe the Padres have looked at Hoskins too and see his flaws. But we'll trade him and then we'll throw in Mickey Moniak or something. We'll tell you, I, let I, – I let, don't think – Let's see what happens. Let's see what – let them lose first, Okay. And then let's see what they do. And if Simmons is out of here, then we can say, hey, that year. But the Embiid era isn't over. Oh, no. And Joel was the centerpiece. Ben is not the centerpiece. He's the second piece, supposedly. Joel is, they don't win the championship without Joel. That 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 ain't happening. They can win a championship without Ben, maybe. Um, but they can't win without Joel, as they're presently constructed. So, Let's see what happens. You know, um, things change. We had Jimmy Butler for a while. Then that changed. It didn't work out last year. You know, for whatever reason. It was a weird season. This year it worked out, at least through the regular season. But let them lose first. And then we can sit there and then blow taps over them and, our, you know, RIPs and all that. But let it happen first. Because you could be sitting here on Monday saying, oh, geez, I guess the year is not over. Because, you know. That's all I'm saying, Kevin. You always want to jump the gun. Let it happen. Joel's 28 and Ben's like 26. You know, it's not like we're talking about 33-year-old guys. I don't think that Ben is the guy that's going to necessarily take you to the promised land. But maybe if you go out and get another piece or two that maybe fit in better with him, I don't know this. Maybe, Maybe you can't. Because you'll have too many max guys and, you know, pretty soon the piece. I mean, we didn't think Tobias was a max guy. Everybody kind of scoffed at that. Um, and he kind of proved this wrong. I mean, he's had a really good year. I still don't think he's a max guy. But, you know, uh, that's why Daryl Morey gets the big bucks. And you notice Daryl Morey hasn't said squat for like the last three or four months. Mm-hmm. Since he's not the trade deadline. No. He ain't going to. He's just going to keep his mouth shut. Just like you haven't heard Dombrowski say much. You know, he's got a job ahead of him, too. Because they got to make their, that team, you know, your $33 million guy has a bad back. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and he's got 10 more years left on his contract. <laughs> but he but he can't stand up straight. I mean, God I mean, it, 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 it's just. It, it, I, I'm, you know. Look, hey, you got a, you got a great pitcher though. Wow, you know you got a great pitcher. He but, was, I mean, he wasn't even good last night by his standards. He pitched a shutout for for six against the Dodgers. I mean, how good is that? You know, he walked like five guys for I think the first time all year. Didn't give up a run though, did he? Nope. <laughs> um, we, you know, uh, and final point on the Sixers before I do get to the Phillies for a brief second. Um, Do you think they're going to win tomorrow night? No. Okay, that's fair. I'll be I'll be brutally if, honest. If they, win, if they win tomorrow, do they win Sunday? Yeah, because again, I can't see Atlanta coming in here and winning a third game. I just okay. don't. I think tomorrow night, you will know by halftime 
if the Sixers are going to be playing on Sunday night. You will know by halftime tomorrow night because, and I know that, look, that sounds strange to say, that that building in the first half is going to be a ball of energy. And you're going to find out midway through the first quarter, if the Hawks get a little run, say eight, 10 point lead or something, you'll find out about the character of this team. Well, see, here's the problem. If the Sixers come out and play well, and I don't, there's no reason for me to believe that they can't. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying there's, they're certainly capable of it. So I think it's all mental game now with them. Or like, have they been hit too hard? You know, did they take too hard of a punch? Kendrick Perkins brought up a great point just now on ESPN. He said they're a great bunch of front runners. Could be true. But what I'm saying is, let's say tomorrow in Atlanta, they're up eight early in the third quarter. Do they, inside them, start to think about all the things that happened in game four and game five? See, I don't know this because I'm not a professional athlete and I haven't been kicked in the gut like that. And yeah, I haven't played sports in 40 years. Yeah. So I don't remember, but um, I think it's – it's you know what the Hawks are going to give you? I mean, they're going to probably play a pretty good game. They might not play great. They're going to – the number The Hawks are still an ball. inferior team to the Sixers. They are. Yeah, but if Talent the Sixers wise. come out and play their best game, they're going to win tomorrow night. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know what Joel has left. I really don't. But I will tell you this. If Ben takes four shots tomorrow – I trade him Saturday. I, That's me. I think I think you're going to see that. I don't think no. Uh, he might he might take. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to take 15 shots. He might he he might take eight or nine or something like that. But if if he again if Kevin if the stat sheet tomorrow has him taking four shots and missing he's shooting 32 percent. Kevin second you lowest put, ever I have played basketball second lowest ever behind Ben Wallace in playoff history you put me on the line I feel pretty confident I could hit more than 33 percent yeah might not be a whole lot more but I he, he doesn't even when you're yearning for you when you're yearning for your point guard to get the 50 percent from the foul line when you're like begging and pleading for him to make one or two that's when yeah. the situation can't go on. And that's why well, I say I, mean, I don't think it could Doc go on. Doc took him off the floor. I think there was like game four. Game four, he got taken off the floor. In game five, he got taken off the floor late. Yeah, but last, yeah, game five, they, but about three and a half minutes to go. Got, yeah, because they, couldn't, they didn't want to put him on the foul line. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, but I don't think it was because of the foul line totally. I just think it was because he wasn't doing anything at the offensive end. There was also a segment. You're T- playing four on five. TNT had a great camera at one point, and it was, I want to say, about four minutes to go. And they were looking at something, or there was a long delay. And it was like you could see Doc almost begging Tobias Harris go, please get to the rim. Like, just yeah. get to the rim. And, and he didn't. And he well, didn't. He did, but he did the one play, and it got blocked. Yeah. The guy blocked, and then the ball went out of bounds off Tobias. Yeah. And that, but I, I guess. It, it's just, I don't see how you can be that good of a player and that talented of a player and be that deficient as an offensive player. I mean, here's a guy who scored 40 against Utah this year. Mm-hmm. Against Rudy Gobert, he scored 40. Yeah. How can you do that and take four shots right. on a night when you saw Tobias didn't have it for yeah. whatever, you know, Tobias didn't have it. I'm Ben Simmons. I'm being guarded by a 6'5 guy 
probably. I got to figure out a way to do this. But he doesn't have a move to the basket. He's got the one power move where he kind of puts his shoulder down. And, yeah, I mean, it's and, just. And I, they got beat by basically basketball's version of Joe Jarvis, Lou Williams. Yeah, but that's what Lou does. Lou's yeah. going to make shots. Uh, I mean, that shot that, what's his name? Somebody hit, in his I face. thought was the biggest shot of the game, Gallinari's. Yeah. It was a, it was a hard shot. Yep. They're up one. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't make that, I mean, well, look, I, I mean, I kept waiting for the Sixers to score, but they weren't going to score. Um, and then even at the end of the game, that whole sequence where it was like the two possession thing. Yeah. They didn't have any sense of like urgency. Like nope. we got to get a basket in three seconds. Nope. I know they didn't have any timeouts left, but. Well, how are you out of timeouts there too, by the way? Yeah. Well, when you've been up, to, when you're up 26 at one point, how the hell are you out of timeouts in the final two minutes of the game? Well, let me throw this one. Okay, so we're going to give the Hawks all the credit. The Sixers called timeout at one point in the fourth quarter. I can't. And then the Hawks called a timeout. Yeah, I know. Why would you call a timeout on top of a timeout when you're losing? The team just gave you a break by taking a timeout. And I'm sitting there going, is Nate McMillan like losing his mind? But he won the game. So when you win the game, it doesn't matter. You can stink. You know, you can do whatever, but you won. Like the game won when the Hawks... You know, like we're letting the Sixers trap them like five times. Yep. And, and and you're sitting there going, how can you do it? But they won the game. So, uh, you know. Let me get to a couple of baseball, or let me get to a couple other topics. And, uh, you know, this is something I'm actually writing about for tomorrow for Philly Voice. Um, this weekend is Father's Day weekend, obviously. I mean, big, big weekend sports-wise and all that. And yet, U.S. Open. Yeah, US, o- U.S. Open in prime time and all that. And yet... In a curious like decision, Major League Baseball and NBC Sports Philadelphia and NBC Sports Bay Area, if you want to, um, have decided to put all three games of the Phillies Giants series on their streaming service only, Peacock. Um, and, and look, you're an anti—I don't want to say you're an anti-streaming service guy, but you're not I just a stone stream, right? You know? I'm, I'm not anti anything. I just, if they're going to ask me to pay, and I guess this was free, I guess, right? I think it's a free trial, but. But it's a trial. They want to get you hooked. Right. So, that, but this is the future, Kevin. This is, this is the future. My son-in-law tells me five years from now, all this stuff's going to be on streaming. You won't be able to get it on whatever you get it on. So, you know, it's money. It's all about money. It's all it is. They can make more money if they get you to, subscribe to a streaming service you know it's going to make cable obsolete yeah yeah and and obviously for a lot of people in this area comcast gives you peacock as part of your subscription so you may not be a big deal but it's i think i think i'm actually that person but when i turned it on to peacock and then tells me i got it i'm sure my son-in-law could explain to me in three minutes you probably could too but i am not going to explain it to me so i just won't watch these games it's as simple as that. And, and that, I think, if you're the Phillies, you have to be concerned about because the older – look, baseball's an older demographic. We've all said this. Yeah, but um, they got to get younger people at some point. Yeah. They got to. I mean, you know, did, did, did – but what I'm saying is, did Comcast or the Phillies have anything to say about this? I don't or think – just a Major I think, League Baseball decision? I think this was a Major League Baseball slash NBC decision. Yeah, well, that's what they're – you know, they're – 
I mean, that's what they're going to do. And they, they did this before, didn't they? Wasn't there a game earlier this year? Well, there was a YouTube game earlier this year. Okay. And, okay. But YouTube is a little easier, I think, for most people to find them when you what you'll see them. Peacock. Well, all I do on mine, if I call, if I say the word peacock into my TV, right. it pops up on my screen. Right. And then it's, and then it, I, there's something I have to do, but I I'm, I guess I'm not doing it. Um, where I guess I would get through to it and I sign up for it for the trial, like you said, but. Yeah, the game started at eleven o'clock or ten o'clock. I don't care. I'll just I'll read. Oh, yeah. I'll listen Sunday. to Francis. You see, the thing is, the, the the thing that gets me is it'll be is Father's Day traditionally is one of the bigger viewed viewing days for baseball because of I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, uh, because that. of you know obviously a lot of dads who grew up with the game and you know there's the, you know I look I I just I don't know. I, I wonder I wonder if a team that has yes they drew well last weekend against the Yankees but it's also the Yankees that drew I mean I I, I wonder if this well, it's is, not their call so what, no but I, if I'm the Phillies I'm not exactly thrilled with it is what I'm basically yeah, saying yeah but but there's no recourse if, no if there's not like baseball came to the Dodgers and the uh, whoever let's say who the Dodgers are playing the Mets this weekend I don't know who they're playing um. And they said, we're going to do that series. What are Dodgers going to say? Well, I will like say that? part of it could be because both the Giants and the Phillies have their games on sure. NBC. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I don't – this is going to happen. It's going to happen more yeah. and more as we go further and further. I mean, the day when the world will blow up is when the Super Bowl is on pay-per-view. And I, I don't know if that I don't know if happen. that'll happen. I mean, we're we're now looking eight years out, and not, it's not don't scheduled. Don't never. Don't. No, but in the immediate future, I don't think so. Think about this: if you put this something like the Super Bowl, let's say, which is maybe one of the few things I would actually like pay money for. Let's say, if you were going to have people, but how much money could you make on a Super Bowl if you charge like I don't know what they charge for a prize fight? You know, I'll think not, about. It. The Super Bowl is going to be on ESPN at some point here in the next couple of years. Yeah, and then people, less people will have cable. So now I think they may be yeah. trying to simulcast it on ABC. Um, All I know is that when you when you have like I've seen TVs where people have streaming, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And, they, and people don't make it out to me that it's easy. You have to hit like seven buttons or something to get to where you want to be. On cable, I hit one button. I hit you know Comcast. Okay, here's my game. My game just came on. But people will argue with me and say, no, Mike, Mike, streaming's better. It's easy. No, no. That the, please. It might be cheaper. You know, I'm not saying it's not cheaper unless you have 25 streaming, different streaming things. I'll have Discovery Plus, Paramount, this, that, the other. And by the time I have my bill up, it's more than my cable bill. But um, it didn't su- surprise me that they're going to do this. Um, but like I said, me, and I'm probably not the person they should judge it by. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to watch the games. I now on on Sunday I'll be watching the U.S. Open probably anyway, but that wouldn't come on. I guess if the Phillies were playing at four o'clock, it would go into the U.S. Open. Sure, it would yeah. go a little bit. Um, but I, again, I mean, if this is really stressing somebody out that they can't watch the Giants Phillies, hey, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I, I, you know, I mean, as a kid growing up, Kevin, I only had one game on a week anyway. Yeah, I know, so but I listened to a transistor radio. I'm not saying that's what we should be doing today, but you know what? I can listen to Fransky. It's oh, good. I can listen to Fransky and Fran, uh, Franzen. Absolutely. Sure. And uh, would I? I would. I would like to have them back in the ballparks. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's it's I'm taking not, a while. You know. It's say, hey, look, 
it's 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 a slow process. It's not, you know, we're not. Twi- I, I think by the time the NFL season gets here, you will basically see things about as normal as they can be, because the NFL will make sure of that. Yeah, but like, and, I, and much, I feel for these guys. That. I feel for these guys who are doing games uh, remotely. Um, I got to tell you, I listened listen to so many games last night because I, I went, th- so I listened to a couple innings. I couldn't tell that they weren't there. Yeah. That's pretty good for that. I mean, I couldn't tell that Fransky was not at that game. So he's doing that from Philadelphia, right? Yeah, he's doing it from Citizens. It is amazing to me that he was doing that game and him and his partner with that good of a call not being and, in that ballpark. But I also believe, you know, I, a sport like baseball, I could see making all their games like this sure. going forward and trying and to I, save I the cost. Watch them. Yeah, but what they're they're going to put Comcast out of business in? No, no, no. I'm I'm saying I'm saying like the with the broadcasters doing it remotely. Uh, no, no. I I think it's kind. I, I think by next year, Kevin. I think because we should be over it by then. I think, I think they'll be back in. I do. I mean, writers are in there now. It's a cost saving. Um, yeah, this is the first trip I should point out uh, that the full core of beat writers have gone. Um, yeah, and 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 I think the Phillies want their broadcasters there. I think I think it's, it's for whatever reasons they're still doing it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not aware of that, but I think at some point Fransky might go up to somebody and say, "Hey, you know what? It'd be better if we were there." Yeah. Um, they're not stupid, but I, I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to put myself in Fransky's place. But you know, never having to go on the road is not such a horrible thing either. You know, um, but you, me. but you do lose a lot of contact. You lose the oh, individuality. For those guys, they should be there. They, they, they should be there. They should be around the team. They absolutely should. But you know, is it the worst thing in the world if I'm listening to his broadcast and I can't tell the difference? Right. You know, now the argument could be from the Philly standpoint. Hey, they can't tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, what? Yeah, why, why put Matt the guy on the air, on the charter and pay I, for the meals? I'm, yeah, I'm re, I'm reading Matt Breen's story, and it seems like Matt was there. Well, yeah, he was. You know, I, I know Matt. You know, I I know those guys miss being there. I, I you know I would miss being there. I don't want to cover Villanova on Zoom calls. Yeah, but well, that's what they had to do. It, it's let me uh, let me let me move on. Uh, final thing here. Um, do you know what today is the anniversary of? Today is June 17th. Oh, God. Johnny Vandermeer? No. Well, I think yesterday was Johnny Vandermeer. It might have been. I think it was. Um, give me a hint. Um, <clears throat> took place during the NBA Finals, but was not basketball related. Oh, God. You were probably in Pittsburgh when it happened. Oh, no. It was... Um, OJ killing his wife. Oh, the OJ chase happened twenty seven years ago today. Twenty no, twenty six years ago today. I was at the U.S. Open at Oakmont. No, twenty seven years ago today. You're right. It happened on. I can tell you, it was the um, the first round. No, it was the second round. Yeah, it was Arnold Palmer's last round. Arnold Palmer. I was out interviewing Arnold Palmer in the 18th hole. Me and two other guys, Mark Rolfing from ABC or NBC or whoever was doing the U.S. Open. Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh paper mm-hmm. because it was like 107 degrees out. Right. Nobody wanted to go out, but I had to go out to ask him about OJ. And ESPN did a great 30 for 30. Yeah, on. they actually had it on the night. Oh, it was, it, it was one of the best. And 
I, I, I didn't know, but we went to a restaurant, this place near, near the restaurant. There's like 10 of us. And we're looking up at the screen because Houston was playing the, the Knicks. Knicks. Yep. Game five. The, yes. And we're looking up on the screen. We see this white car. And we're, we're like, what is that? <laughs> we, we, we didn't know. And then, of course, we, you know, we found out about the, uh, the whole OJ thing. I could tell you a great story. I don't know if I should do this. Oh, God. Now, this is, this is a moral dilemma for me. There was somebody who was out in L.A. covering the 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 thing. We had sent a guy out there. <laughs> and they got a hold. This is before cell phones, all right? Mm-hmm. They got a hold of the person, I don't know, as the chase was going on or whatever. And somebody said, you know, we, we might need something on this. And the response was, what chase? <laughs> because if you didn't know, you know, there was no way to find out news then. Right. So if you weren't sitting in front of a TV or whatever, you know, it wasn't like you called up Google or called up CNN and found out what was going on. One of the great lines, Kevin. And I didn't know that OJ even had an ex-wife. I I didn't know this. I thought he was still married to Marguerite. I I didn't know. And when the news came that that OJ was a suspect or that Nicole had been murdered, I just, uh, and Joe Giuliano's, God bless him, my good friend from the Inquirer, was sitting right next to me and said, ah, OJ couldn't have done that. And he said, Joe, and I didn't know nothing from nothing. I said, Joe, in 95% of murder cases, the prime suspect is the husband or the boyfriend or whatever. And, but most of America probably felt the same way. You know, um, what a a day that was, Kevin. Oh, Oh, and I was, I was a sophomore in college. Wow. Um, and, of course, it was the summer, and I was working at Vogue Rec Center, okay? Oh, I, know, I know Vogue Rec Center very well. Yeah, worked at Vogue in, in the pool area. There okay? you go. Worked at, and worked in, and we were, it was a combination like lifeguard, security guard, kind of pool maintenance, all that kind of stuff. Right. And I had a rare Friday night off, and I remember watching the finals and, and having Marv Albert toggle back and forth with Tom Brokaw, which at which at thirty for thirty you're talking about. And, and also, perfect. um, well, um well. who's the, the big uh, baseball guy for NBC? Uh, Bob, Bob Costas. Yeah, Bob Costas was doing things too. They were they were breaking in and out but, of the stuff. But my feet, and, and I almost hate saying this. Peter Jennings, if, if anybody who knows me knows, Peter Jennings is one of my all time favorite anchors, reporters, whatever you want to call them. Peter Jennings that night got pranked uh, by, by the Howard Stern phone caller uh. who said he was sitting there and you know did the whole Baba Bowie thing and uh, oh, it, like did this did this accent which was clearly fake and all that and Al Michaels Al had a Al was like a guest they brought in on that one and Al Michaels had a break into Peter Jennings like after thirty seconds uh, Peter that was a false call. <laughs> and it's one of the great if you're a Howard Stern show fan, it is one of the great memories of all time on the Stern show. But it's also like a sign of how live television was changing at that point. And maybe the standards got a little loose. So I still remember when that when Howard Stern because I used to listen to him in the early eighties because he was on drive time, right. I guess in New York. And I'd be driving to high school games or whatever and, and I discovered Howard Stern. When that plane went down in Washington that hit the bridge, 
The Air Florida flight. Yeah, Air Florida. And he apparently called the airline and asked what a one-way ticket from the airport to the bridge would be, which (laughs) I thought was like, (laughs) yeah, but apparently, you know, that was Howard. That was what made Howard Howard. But when the OJ verdict was was read, I'll never forget, it was um, uh, September or October of 95. Yeah, it was early October 95. I was in Butch Davis's office, the University of Miami, right. with about five other writers because they were playing Florida State that week, and it was like the media. I had gone down, I guess, to do a story. I don't know what the hell I was doing down there. And and Butch looked at all us, and he says, you all want to watch the verdict, right? So we stopped whatever we were doing. We watched the verdict, and then we went back, and Butch kind of had this look on his face like, I didn't see that coming. And then we all went back to asking Butch questions. <laughs> Um, it, it was strange, man. But April, tell me, June seventeenth, Kevin, like the confluence of all those things. Yeah, it's a great. They cover it's in the great. 30 30, for thirty thirty. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And, and I always liked the 30, 30, 30s that I was a part of in some small way. And obviously, that was one of them because of because of Arnold Palmer, right? Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, and I had to ask Arnold Palmer, honest yeah. to God, Arnie, what do you think of like o, the OJ? And, and he just looked at me. and He said. He goes, oh, look, I know OJ. I, can't, I just can't believe he, he – he, something like that. Right. And I had my quote. I ran back, called my boss, and said, hey, I got a quote. And since there was only three of us there, yep. there was only three people who had the quote. Like, <laughs> All right, uh, so that's it for this podcast that we weren't really going to do. But How many games did the Phillies win, Is it, win this weekend? Is it three or four game series? It's a three. And How uh, many did they win? Well, Nola's going one game. I'll say two. I think they come home wow, three and three. Wow, two. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I got them coming home. That would home. be a good road trip. Good it start would. to the road trip then, right? It would. Then they come home, they get the Nationals for two, and then they're right back on the road to the Mets, and uh, they get a Cincinnati real quick. Yeah, and people are falling all around them, man. Scherzer's done out. DeGrom keeps leaving games. Um, yeah, but the Mets are real hot. I mean, oh, the, no, Mets I are, the Mets hey, are just brutally Kevin, hot how right good, now. How good is Now, look, Wheeler might end up winning the Cy Young. Because I don't know if Degrom makes it to the fin. How good is Degrom? He's really good. No, I mean he pitched three perfect mm. innings last night, right before he yeah. had to leave. And by the way, everybody talks about how bad the NL East is, right? Mets right now are the only team in the. Well, the Mets are ten games over five hundred. Are they still hurt? Like, do they still have a lot of guys out? They're not. They're getting a little healthier. I mean, obviously the Degrom hurts. So but you think the Mets are? are Clearly, the team. To, well, to they got a five-game lead right now, and they're up yeah. eight in the. Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't look like Atlanta's no. quite. No, no. Uh, look, the Mets have a seven-game lead or an eight-game lead in the loss column over the Phillies. Wow, an eight-game lead. I mean, you know, and like over the Met, over the Braves, and over the Nationals, it's ten in the loss column. And the Phillies got lucky because there was two series where they didn't face the ground. Yeah, won the game got now. Out. Now the one thing that's going to help the Phillies and and those who are chasing the Mets is the Mets still have a decent number of doubleheaders coming up between okay. um, their their weekend that got wiped out at the beginning of the year with COVID and now they had a lot of rainouts and all that. So they're they're going to play well, a ton think, of games here. I think you might have been wrong about the Marlins. I think the Marlins stink. Marlins are now ten below five hundred, and they lost. Four yeah, in a row. and I'm not. I think the. Nats By the way, the only league. other team in the National League East besides New York, with a positive run differential. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think somebody's got to finish last, and I think it's either going to be them or the, or the Nats. Um, I will tell you right now what team I'm, I'm dead wrong on. I was dead wrong on the Cardinals. 
I thought the Cardinals no, would be a it's lot. It's not over yet, Kevin. It's not over yet. It's I know, but th- but there's there are some serious <laughs> issues there. Yeah, and, and the Cubs are having a good year, right? Cubs Cubs are tied with the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the only question I would ask you: Can the Phillies get a wild card? No. Okay. Phillies are 500 right now. Okay, if you want to take it where, okay, you're at 500. They're six back of the Dodgers, okay, in the loss column. And they're three back of the Cubs. And they are, I want to say they're two back of the Padres. I mean, okay. I mean, it, it's a pretty stacked. Do You, you got Milwaukee, you Chicago. Yeah, the, they're also I, behind I Cincinnati, the by the way. I think the Giants are, are not going to fall apart. Like some people think, I'm not saying they're going to win 100 games. I don't mean that, but I think the Giants are going to. Giants will not win the division, right? Uh, and do I think they'll get a wild card? Yeah, I do. Okay, so you think three teams from the West have a good chance of getting into playoffs? Yeah, I, they're yeah because you got to remember, all three of those teams are going to have a ton of team games against the Diamondbacks, who have lost 14 in a row and 23 on the road, 23 in a row on the road. Did you see how they lost the other night? I... They were up 7 nothing against the Giants. Yeah. And still got clubbed. Uh, and, how could, Kevin, how can you lose 23 in a row? On the road? And they were, weren't they in the playoffs like two years ago? They, it was a couple years ago, yeah. And they went out and they signed Bumgarner. Uh, and, the Rockies, and the Rockies are also brutal. Yes, they are. I mean, you're right. there, there's a lot of bad teams. I mean, you know, you're talking about the Marlins. You know, the Pirates have 44 losses. The, the Diamondbacks have 50 losses. The the Rockies have 41. The Rangers. The Roy- have- How about the Royals? Are they are they bad? Royals are actually well. They're 30 and 37. Uh, okay. I mean, okay. look, I'll tell you what. I'm going up and seeing the Yankees this weekend, right? Right. The they, Yankees, they haven't been playing well. No, the Yankees are seven back of the race. Okay, and they're six back of the Red Sox. And Toronto's pretty good too, aren't they? They're eight and a half back, yeah. They're in okay. fourth place. They're at five hundred. Okay. But I mean you got you got Tampa, you got the White Sox, you got Oakland, all of them over like fifteen games or uh, over five hundred or more, and we're uh, we're just about seventy games in. You don't think the Yankees might might not make the playoffs? I don't think they do. So and Aaron Boone's gone? I had somebody I know believe that Aaron will step aside at some point. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like yeah, that sounds good. Because Aaron, yeah. Aaron's had health issues. Aaron, yeah, Aaron's had, right. Aaron, Aaron had a pacemaker, I think, put in or or, or, or something like and with his heart. Injuries, but still, I mean, it, you they're, know. They're, they're constructed poorly. They are yes, just well, really constructed like they're unathletic. They're they're they're, they're, they're strikeout laden. They're well, every guy they got was like Stanton. They wanted to get they wanted to get five Stantons. And judges, and that's what they wanted to do. And Sanchez, they thought Sanchez was going to be, you know, this great player. And um, and, he, and he stinks. <laughs> well, yeah, but he was good for a while. I mean, he was good for, you know, he was good. He was good, like, for, and then all of a sudden, like, the last couple of years, he's just reverted into whatever. I mean, it, it's, if I could figure this stuff out, man, I, I, I would be. Hey, one other question before I let you go. What yeah. do you make of all this gook on the hands stuff with the pitchers? Uh, uh, you mean like the foreign substances? Yes. Um, and what they're trying to do to, and then the pitchers coming out and saying they, they didn't do it right, and the the, the our, our players association didn't. Or I I actually 
I, I kind of understand where the pitchers are coming from. Uh, because they turned a blind eye to this for a long time. Right. And now suddenly they're trying to put the genie in the bottle in the middle of the season. Right. This idea that you can't use sunscreen and rosin and, you know, David Martinez in a, in a, when the nationals were in town a couple of weeks ago and he had his one pitcher get hit in the face by Velasquez and David right. Martinez frankly warned, he goes, we're going to have more of this. If we take the, the, the control away from these guys, because a lot of these guys have no idea where the hell the ball's going. But and trying to throw trying to throw these new baseballs are like trying to throw cue balls right now. But, but, but what I don't understand is, like, so you've been throwing baseballs for hundreds of years. Right? Mm-hmm. And when a pitcher like like the guy Garrett Cole comes out and says, geez, I can't grip a baseball. What, what do you mean you can't grip a baseball? I, I don't. So so every pitcher that's been pitching there, for the last 50 years Mike, has been Mike, using substance. I don't want to get too technical in it. Right. But. They've stretched the leather very okay. tight, right? And it doesn't. It's tougher to get a grip. You can't press down on it. Oh, okay, okay. So you almost have to create your own grip. And rubbing up the ball doesn't do anything. Like they used to. Well, rub it the does, balls. but it doesn't. It. If you're stretching it out, it, it, it just kind of uh, seeps into the pores a little more. I got you. Okay. I mean, I, I look. It, should this be did, an excuse? No. Why did they do that? Uh, try to cut back on home runs. But I thought they liked the long ball. They do, but they don't like it. They, they had this love-hate relationship of, uh, and you know what? Somebody else mentioned this too. When a lot of pitchers are coming up for like free agency, they always do something that tweaks the pitchers. When a lot of hitters are doing coming up for free agency, who could break the bank? The balls get deadened a little bit, or whatever. So I don't know know nearly as much as you know about baseball. That sucks, and baseball should be shot. Then, if that's why, don't you just have now? Look, they may do the same thing in the NFL. They may change the football around, and I'm not aware of it. You know, and from year to year, maybe it's a different football. Who the hell knows? But baseball hasn't like if they're doing that to themselves. What does that tell you about the sport? <laughs> Do you really want to go there? I'm just, because I'm we're already at an hour 10, and I, I vowed that I would keep it. Kevin, as an outsider who's not an insider. I understand. I know what I, you're saying. I just What you're saying just blows my mind. It does. It just, Mike, it just, it, they don't want to have salaries go up, so they're going to do stuff that keeps salaries. salaries are going to go up regardless of I don't five think, years from now. People will be signing for more money than they're signing for this year. Now, even I can predict that. Okay? I don't. And I know. So, I'll, I'll be so, honest, Mike. Okay, and I don't. This is a topic for another show. I don't think that's a given anymore. Uh, but I've heard them say this for years. No, I've heard them say some. Well, we're not going to spend as much money this year. Not, every other sport. Every other sport, I agree with you on. I think when you look at like the NHL's getting a big bump from their national TV contracts, yes, they're going to have players who sign for more. The NFL has money after Wazoo, and they will sign for more. Uh, the NBA has a big TV deal; they will sign for more. Baseball's TV deal's okay, but it's kind of shrinking a little bit. But we heard this year that okay, and analytics Multo- is more prevalent, and it's pricing out a lot of these guys. Right, but what I'm saying is, Liam Moto still got a lot of money this year. Maybe he didn't get as much as he thought he was going to get. Um, Gregorius got all I'm saying is if Tatis becomes a free agent next year, okay, which he doesn't because he just signed a deal, money. 
So I don't want to hear this. Now, maybe the fact- It's not that guy who's getting squeezed out. I know. You're talking about the four-string pitcher. I get it. But all I'm saying is the Phillies need it. Look what the Phillies tried to do this year. They tried to go out and get a fourth and fifth starter, and they failed miserably. And they went cheap, yeah. They went cheap. So once a team does that, Dombrowski won't do that again. He won't make that mistake Oh, I don't know. I I think right now the idea is you will stay at the luxury tax. The Yankees won't go over the luxury tax. Okay, that's fine then. If that's the case, then I don't want to hear the Phillies bitching about the fourth and fifth start. I don't want to hear that Spencer Howard can only throw three innings or Vinny Velasquez can only throw four. This is what the sport. This is what the sport has become, unfortunately, because I think they do count too much of where the. uh, It's more about how you can, how you can battle the players to get a bigger share of the pie. That's what baseball is all about anymore. And it, but isn't it too? It's a top heavy thing too. I mean, we oh see yeah, absolutely. But like the, you said with the Phillies, I mean, they've spent so much on Harper and, and like five players that it's hard for them now to to you know go out because they're going to we'll, have to pay. We'll turn it back to the. We'll, we'll turn it back to the. We'll turn it back to the to the Sixers. Sixers are top heavy, right? Right, but in the NBA, it seems like that happened. Like a lot of teams have like three max guys. Yeah, but the NBA also builds in like mid-level exem- exemptions and everything, where you kind of know where certain guys are going to get slotted in. But don't they let you sign? Isn't it Larry Bird will kind of still like the like if the it is sign it is and like Embiid now can go for a super max contract. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, there, 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 there's different rules, but it, the, the salaries are far more controllable. Yeah, yeah I hear you. So the, the stupidest thing the NBA does, I'll close it on this. I think is when you have awards that are determining what a guy can make, like those all NBA awards yep. that guys are voting on. That means if Mike Kern had a vote for the all NBA teams, I'm determining if some guy's going to be able to get forty more million dollars. How how can that be possible? I I, I think I think NBA, that's I think that's wrong. I mean, uh, I cover, baseball. I cover, I co- I cover baseball, and yes, there are there are in limited incentive clauses in all those contracts. Okay, there's no oh, doubt, God. but it's not a you rip up a, a it allows for a contract to get ripped up for a whole new deal. No, that's not what happens in baseball. Yeah, because there was like three guys this year of the 15 guys that made the first three All NBA teams. I think there was like three guys. I can't. Ben, ben might have been one of them. That uh, now they're eligible for. No, Embiid was. It was Embiid. Was it Embiid? I'm sorry. It was Embiid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, All right. So, do they come back from Atlanta and and play Game Seven? Because you don't think so. I'm going to give a reluctant yes. Boy, that's that's an endorsement right there. Well, (laughs) I I think they can, but again, like, I mean, they're going to be favored. I guess, right? They're they're probably going to be a slight favorite in the game. I think three is the line. Okay, and that doesn't mean anything. That's just telling you what people want to bet. But I, I still think if the Sixers can get past what happened, and I don't have that answer, that's where I think Doc's got to come into this whole thing. Um, you know, if they play like they did in the in the last two fourth quarters, no, they're not. But I, I, I think they're going to play. They better not. I agree with you about one thing, okay? If they're down like eight or ten Midway through the third quarter, Lights I don't out. know if they come back. Nope. I don't. All right, so next week, are you away next week? No, the week after Week that. after, okay. Uh, next week we'll... But I might find time for you for Myrtle Beach. You never know. Yeah. Um, you 
Because they may trade Simmons that day. Uh, we have Charlie Manuel lined up at some point here in the next oh. couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> Mike, it, Mike, it might have to be one of those where his schedule and my schedule have to intersect. Oh, no, no, or, Kevin, 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 Kevin. If you and Charlie want to talk for an hour. Right. So please, uh, I may, do, I may honestly do that the week you're on vacation and, and use that. I'm going to throw in a plug for Saturday. Dick Girardi and I are on the Gambler. Uh, and I, I, I think it's on 92-something FM, but yeah. you can stream it. And we're going to have Amy Fadul on. Okay. And I believe 10 o'clock on Saturday. And Amy was great last night. <laughs> Amy was just yeah. – Amy, Jimmy Lynham, and, and Mark, they were great. But yeah. Amy just had this look on her face like, I don't believe what I just saw. Well, that's pretty much everybody last night. I mean, that was um, that was unbelievable. You know what it was, Kevin? Nobody believed it until there was like eight seconds to go in the game and you knew – at that point that they couldn't win. I remember there was a game Dick Girardi covered LaSalle for years and years and years. They went out and they played Detroit Mercy. And they were up like 10 with like two minutes to go. They lost the game. And as Dick said to me later, he goes, there was like 12 things that had to happen in that game for them to lose. All 12 happened. I felt the same way watching the Sixers. I said, like if they made one more shot, or if the Hawks made one less shot, or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The Sixers probably would have hung on somehow but um, hey look if, if they don't win this series Kevin to me the whole season was a, was was a waste it was a waste of a Joel Embiid year it was a, it was just a waste and I, I still feel that way so um and I don't know if they can beat the team they play in the next round or not I no. I haven't gotten that far with it yet uh because I don't know who the hell's playing for the Nets if it's the Nets I don't know who the hell's playing for the Bucks? So, but I just at least if they got to the next series, I could say okay, they took a step. You, you know, the season wasn't necessarily in vain. You lose to the Hawks, and especially on the your it's a scenario of if the Hawks win a game seven here. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't, th- oh, I don't think that I think it's over tomorrow night. By the way, I also think Kepka wins the U.S. Open. So uh, I'll go I, on. I'll go. I, I got Xander. Xander. And he's uh, leading. He's not leading, is he? I thought he was like in second. Oh, no, he was in third. second. That's right. But he had a really good opening round. Him so. and Kepka are tied at two yeah. under. Uh, the winning score might be two. Quite. Yeah, Kepka, Kepka's, not, Kepka's a good pick. And I think he went off at like 16 to 1. Mm-hmm. Shoffley, I think, was 14 to 1. And I got a couple guys I took further down. Uh, Scheffler, and he played pretty well today. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love West Coast U.S. Opens. Yeah. They're awesome because you can watch them until 10 o'clock at night. It's great. All right, Mike. Uh, Have a good time in uh Yeah, but I'm in New York tomorrow. tomorrow so, And then we start uh, summer school on Monday. So you love, you love summer school. Oh, yeah. All right. Because all those kids want to be there with you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And, and ah. Did I tell you the age group? Oh, go ahead. Kindergarten. See, I don't think kindergartners—they know any different. They'll probably be fine. Yeah, it's you know, it's a head it's a Head Start program. So, yeah, you don't want to be teaching like seventh or eighth graders. Well, that's in what I've school. been doing. The, oh, in summer school now. No. All right. Thanks, okay, Mike. Pal. I'll talk to you soon. Our thanks to you for joining us. We're back next week. 
Will Benton Simmons be back next week? Riding on tomorrow night. This is Work of the Beat.